0: The Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 25th of September recording in our brand a spanking new studio up and about for it joining me is mr liam hancock what's going on guys lee here might i just add nick that no, might have no, no, no might no. I, I just add something you are the oh, no. personification of intimidation at the minute <laughs> mate you've just come out fresh out of the ink studio i have That's how you gross. feeling brother
1: oh, i'm feeling sore but they didn't hurt we got three of them three pretty big ones they didn't hurt as much as i thought do you want to share what you got um, on my arm, I've got um, a clown juggling some ghost. Coco the Clown, for anyone that doesn't know, Ghostman Clown. Um, I've got, I don't know what this is. Don't know <laughs> how to explain it. We'll, I'll have to put a picture up. There you go. And then a flaming skull just up the calf, which looks pretty mad. Well, I, just, I just
0: used the term before when we were speaking off air that you're a scary ombre now. You did. And that is uh, no true words ever spoken. <laughs> Mate, You it's fit and firing. It's kind of new podcast studio, yeah. new you, isn't new it? New me. That's up him. and about. We love it. Also joining us, the king of the castle and his new palace, <laughs> Mr. Rohankov. Oh, it's good to be here. Long time coming, hasn't it been? We've been I mean, con-
2: speaking about it for a long while.
0: Well, congratulations to you both. Big congratulations to you, Roh, your love child here, this house. Oh, um, thank you. It's thank awesome you. to finally be in it and recording. We've kind of alluded to it for the last however many
2: months, and it's nice that the day is finally here. It's starting to feel a bit more official now, isn't it? We've got our own dedicated area to it, but... As you said, Nick, I think most of the attention's gone to the ink work <laughs> on Lee, and as they say, every every group needs a bad boy. And geez, haven't we got a bad boy in the sitting in the middle of us here, Nick? I actually feel a little bit safer, like if we are to go out on a little group excursion or something. i the kind of no, i just roll my sleeve up. Roll the my sleeve up and, exactly.
0: I tell you what, you're gonna t- you're gonna scare some kids at the local park, aren't you? The but local you, watering you hole. You like them? I do. Yes. I do. We I'm might uh, need some picks up on the
2: story. I think so. I'm think all so. for it. I rate it highly.
0: Lads, it's a massive episode to kick off the new studio today. We are returning with the mailbag segment. Oh. A big thank you to everyone that sent questions in, basketball, non-basketball related. We can't wait to tackle them soon. Uh, before we get into that, though, we've got a couple of odds and ends to get through, so we'll get through them as quickly as possible. Uh, but also, just before we get into things, again, we're starting to err closer to the season starting, but we really appreciate all your support. Mm-hmm. Um, both from the podcast and on the socials—Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok—we are in the new studio now. We have mentioned that video content will be coming a little bit thicker and faster. Yes, yes. Uh, that will be coming over the next few weeks. We'll be once we kind of get ourselves set in the studio. Well, I think we're still our-
2: we are still in season two officially, aren't we? Certainly. We are. I reckon once we roll into season three, video content—I reckon we'll make it a weekly thing. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: certainly looking forward to that. Um, and likewise, before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout out to our major sponsors at Intersport. Yes, um, it's been a big couple of weeks at Intersport. Has the, uh, it been busy in there, Nick? Well, the boss lady's been away, so I've been uh, <laughs> managing things at the minute. So uh, a running follower. a very tight ship. So things are going well down there, guys. Really appreciative of their support. Be sure to pop into the Centerpoint Arcade. Come say good day to me. Chat some ball with me. Anything to get me out of doing a bit of work, I'm more than uh, happy to oblige. So, I sure
1: hope the Daily Dribble
0: post is still up. Absolutely, without and a doubt. It's uh, right it. in the centre of the basketball section there. So certainly uh, if you come in, be sure to uh, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Odds and ends, here we go. Um, oh, sorry, just quickly, there was one more note I had to touch on with yeah. the new
2: studio. Yeah, go for uh, it.
0: Some of you may be aware, some may not, that uh, a couple of months ago we, we just rolled out our new merchandise line. Um, It has since taken a little bit of a hiccup due to the COVID factor, Mm. Um, our supplier where the the factory was based, um, due to COVID and certain budget restrictions, it has... That kind of relationship's come to a bit of an end. Since just your political But ah. Anyone who got a piece of that merchandise, kudos to you. You <laughs> own one of the inaugural bits of Daily Dribble merch, limited edition. Yep. Um, as we speak and as we roll into season three with all of our big developments happening, we are certainly uh, speaking to a couple of suppliers as we speak, and we will have a very new, fresh range of Daily Dribble merch out soon. Um, so we'll be sure to keep you updated and posted on all the uh, relevant... News that uh, comes from that. Lovely. Get the housekeeping out of the way into the odds and ends. Oh, my goodness. The broom is well and (laughs) truly worn out. Uh, Let's start with some odds and ends. I'll start with the news of John Wall. Uh, John Wall and the Houston Rockets last week uh, came to a mutual agreement that they're they're looking to part ways. Mm. Now, this is kind of a bit of a given, given, a bit of a given, given. How's that? (laughs) A bit of a given. Based on how the Rockets are going to be projected to fare this year. Yes. Um, They're kind of expected to be a bottom dweller team in that rebuilding phase, develop Jalen Green, develop Kevin Porter Jr., etc., etc. So they're expected to part ways with Wall. Now, my question to you guys he's got a $44.3 million contract. Deary me. Um, He averaged 20 and a half points, three and a bit rebound, and nearly seven assists last season. Mm. 31 years old. Are there any teams that you would like to see John Wall on? Is that an, is that his annual salary, sorry, Nick? Uh, I think he's got a couple of years left on the contract. Is it two, two three years left, I think, and they're all around that
2: ballpark. you me, that is too much to be paying a guy <laughs> who's... I mean, we liked what we saw out of him last season, didn't we? Because we thought we may never see any sort of flashes of the old John Wall mm. ever again. But I think if he's that age and he's had those injury issues, I don't think you can pay him that much, can you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw
0: this out in the air to you guys. Um, big fan of the show, big friend of the show, should I say. Uh, Apex. Yeah. Apex Fraser will be hearing yes. a little more from him later in our mailbag episode. But we spoke to him during the week and he he suggested that the Clippers and Celtics mm. make sense. Now, I actually don't mind this in the sense of um the Clippers. Yeah. I think having a little more, especially given Kawhi's out, mm. a little more ball handling, a little more leadership, um, I think would be certainly advantageous in their course. But the money situation it's if you had him How much was it? Forty four point three million. It's mm. far too with much. The, far too much. With the contract to Kawhi and Paul George also on the books, that is A very, very large luxury tax bill for Stevie Ballmer there. You're paying
2: that to a superstar, aren't you? Not Johnny Wall, who, although, as I said, we liked what we saw from him, but that's far too much to be paying him. It is a lot, a lot of money. It's certainly
0: interesting, though. I'm I'm glad to see that he is back and kind of in the fold. We actually get to see John Wall again. Many kind of NBA fans who have come on in the last couple of years
1: probably don't appreciate how explosive and how much of an impact player he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- and he's gone a good way about leaving the team. I heard mm. he's still showing up to the um, the training practices. Whatever, he's gone a lot better about it than one former Houston Rocket with a beard did. Or well, James, Hunt, likewise- <laughs> and likewise, <laughs> I didn't want to say the name. Don't call him nah, out on it. Right? Not- you- when he turned into Rick Ross. <laughs> well, did. likewise the Ben Simmons situation as well. Well, I was going to say, I'd like. What about John Wall in Philly? Is there a trade that is- could possibly happen? Between Ben, oh. John Wall, and a bit more, obviously. I was about to say, say but... it'd take
0: a bit to make the salaries match up. It might be a Danny Green and a Simmons yeah. for John Wall, but they would not want to do that, nah. I would imagine. That's not the package. Who they wouldn't want... want to? For a th- uh, Philly wouldn't want to do that. For okay. a 31 year old point guard who's coming off the back
1: of major injuries. I was going to say, Simmons, you give John Wall and. Oh, but the money. Yeah, the money side is where it makes it quite difficult, but Dog. I was. Here's a
0: little question. I'll transition my point to the Ben Simmons. Um, the issue that's, I guess, just evolving day by day. It really is a bit of a mess. But I'm going to pose three potential <laughs> trades to you. I like it. And you're going to give me the uh, the one you like the most. Okay. So, the Atlanta Hawks receive Ben Simmons. The 76ers receive Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, and Gallinari. Right. The second trade, the Kings receive... Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Oh, no, sorry. No, So God, I've, mu- I've mucked someone. that up. You know that up. Um <laughs> the, the second trade, so they receive CJ McCollum mm. okay. and Ben Simmons in a straight swap. CJ for Ben. CJ for Ben. How do you feel about that? I'll, I'll stick with those two, actually. Okay. So do you like the package of a star for a star? Or do you like the, the package of... So you, you get rid of Simmons, but you bring in a few... Uh, a younger player yeah. in Herder, you bring in some experience
2: in Gallinari and you get a nice young piece in Reddish. The one that I like is the one which I think Daryl Morey over at Philadelphia would probably be more likely to accept, and that's the star for a star trade. Yeah, They're in win-now mode, Philadelphia, aren't they? Like, Absolutely. They've built, around, they've built their team around mm. winning over the next few years, um, and I reckon they'd also be very conscious that they want to keep Joel Embiid happy over the next five to ten years as well, so... I think if you're looking at either of those trades, you're going to CJ for Ben Simmons. CJ, we forget at the start of last season was absolutely killer, balling 30, killer. probably averaging mid thirties, wasn't he? He was up like, around
0: the thirty point mark. Yeah. All star buzz until he got injured. So I'd uh, do that. The Ben Simmons, uh, I guess the rumor mill is continuing to swell. Hopefully, we'll get some clarity soon. Especially as next
1: week uh, training camp starts. Let me just say I have a couple of things to premise. One, I'm going to go ahead and say. God, everyone has been given Ben Simmons some recency bias, bias, bias whatever the word is. Recency bias, yes. Yeah. Like he's, is. he. I heard, I saw a comment on um, Instagram that said, um, like, Markel Fort is better than Ben Simmons. Now that's simply yeah, that's, that's simply not true. Um, I think he's getting way too much hate. People forgetting the value. He had a shocking year last year, um, but, but is he he didn't. His regular season wasn't too bad, and I think
0: that's. Where the issue might be now, this, we're just seeing mm. him as a, a regular season player as
1: opposed to a playoff player. Okay, I've got a question. What uh, rumors did you get more sick of, Ben Simmons or James Harden from last year? James Harden
2: one went for eight. Yeah, didn't it? I think we forget about how long that actually went for, <laughs> and how long we were mentioning James Harden. Like we we year.
1: almost turned it into yeah. a segment. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah, although granted,
0: I think that the James Harden one was more exciting yeah, just on true. the basis that. A lot of teams were interested, but yeah. like he could have gone anywhere and it would have been a good fit. Whereas for Simmons, as select teams that we've heard, like it the is. Kings have been rumored, mm. you know, Portland, whoever else, there's only a handful of teams that have been strongly rumored. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of over the to and throwing and all the potential trades. So I just want to see some action.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'll give you something. Let's do it. Um, Clay Thompson, he's obviously was out last year with that. It was just sad to see him get injured again, but he's targeted to come back in December for the Warriors. Yes. not ages away.
0: It's not ages. they really going to be. It's it's going to be a funny season again for the Warriors as they get Clay back into the fold, mm-hmm. and a lot a lot is going to hinge on Curry, as and always. We, and that's for the full regular season. So Clay's coming back in December, mm-hmm. ideally, but that's when he's coming back. That's not when he's going to be hundred yeah. percent back into match condition. He's it's going to take a bit of time to like just get him in the feel of actual full intensity NBA games again.
2: Agree.
0: Um, so I, I certainly will do our season predictions because the season's coming up. So we'll do them over the coming weeks. But I think the Warriors for the like I think their championship credentials are solid, but I don't think their regular season is going to be you know worthy of a one to two seed or three seed or anything of the kind. No. Like I think they're going to be pushing that early, little I guess late
1: home court advantage to early just 5th to 8th range. Mm. I I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And I do want to mention about Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying that Andrew Wiggins makes a huge impact, but he does make an impact. But as far as we know, he won't be playing for the first couple of games of the regular season as of yet, um, as he's still denying um, the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine for religion you know, yeah, he tried to get
0: that one in,
2: didn't he? But they rejected it. Yeah, so, so I don't it know. does hurt them, and I agree. He's not the he's not the difference between winning a championship for the Warriors, but particularly with Clay out until December, he's a guy that. Needs to be there for the Mm -hmm. Warriors to sort of start off the season well. Steph cannot do it all on his own. No, Uh, I saw that last season that he was
0: damn near an MVP Mm -hmm. candidate, but he can
2: only do so much. And to see them bow out against the the Grizzlies in that playing game. Who's their mm -hmm. second option without Wiggins or Clay Thompson there? Ooh. God, it's looking quite uh, thin, isn't it? I don't know the second option, but I know Draymond Green is so valuable The to heart and own. soul, yeah. isn't it? And, I mean, Iggy's coming back there, so there's mm. a bit more depth, I guess. But, geez, it doesn't help. It this kind of help.
0: situation is really fascinating, not only for the NBA, but the NBL as well. I saw that 90% of the NBA players are vaccinated, mm-hmm. so strong showings there. But this week we saw in the NBL... Uh, Big-name players, NBL uh, superstar from the New Zealand Breakers, Ty Webster, and import Travis Trice from the Illawarra Hawks, have both kind of had been released to their contracts due to not wanting to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's a huge blow in particular for the Breakers. Webster was, I would say, arguably, if not, their, well, definitely their best player last season. Yeah. Averaged nearly well, over 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, and kind of kept them afloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for them to lose him especially not due to going anywhere else it's purely based on this decision
2: it is a big big blow it was like it's like, like we we talk about basketball but it's the same with everything with this vaccine like you do have the personal choice to get the vaccine but there's going to be things that you simply will not be able to do in the future if you don't get it yeah um in a lot of areas in most areas in fact so um it's it's a massive it's a massive consequence for some of to these see guys. Players follow
0: suit, won't it? Whether these kind of start the domino effect, and you know, just having
2: one or two speak up saying they don't want the vaccine kind of prompts a few others to follow him behind. Yeah, I don't think it will make a huge impact in terms of you know, at the NBA and NBL level, these things are very sort of strict and in place. And so they're giving up their
0: careers essentially. Like mm-hmm. they're giving up a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money, in particular in the like for NBA players. Oh, now, Andrew sure. Wiggins losing millions upon millions of dollars just from, you know, not participating in that in that season and, and mm. I guess, following up on
1: his contract obligations. None of them are being good role models either. No. You know, fans are going to come to the game and be like, gee, that's a guy who didn't want to get bloody vaccinated and, you know, help help the world.
2: I guess they've all, like, I'm I'm very pro-vaccine, but um, I guess they've all got their own reasons, don't they? And, you know, who, who are we to sort of say whether they... Should so or shouldn't get it. But. Speaking of what makes
0: well, what makes the world go around? Like <laughs> keeping the world going around. Here's a question for you: What makes the world go
1: round? Is this a trick question? Somewhat. <laughs> is what's the song? Is it women or money? Money. There you go. No. Money makes the world go round, and
0: thus is the approach from a meeting that went down this week with the NBA. Um, the in-season <laughs> tournament was once again brought to the front of people's minds, and we've spoken mm-hmm. about this quite extensively. Now they've kind of put the idea out that the incentive would be a million dollar payday to each player as prize money. Uh, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you guys, and you know we've got our questions mailbags coming in today, so we're warming up with a few questions here. But how do you what do you think about this? Because if you look at it, if for for some teams like superstar players, LeBron, mm. is he really going to be that invested? to make a mm. million dollars it or does he want you know to take those games off to let the body be right he doesn't want to put any excess mm. pressure on something that's
2: not going to help him in his goal towards an NBA title is he you, you could say that with any of the superstars exactly players who are exactly on, you know 30 mil 40 mil contracts so, so what's the incentive
0: then like exactly for those right.
1: players because for young rookies million bucks are wicked their why, bodies can take it why didn't they just do charity that would have you know but made the, a lot of
0: But are they going to want to put in for that, these big superstars, when they're trying to rest themselves for that
1: end goal? Make them almost look bad if they didn't. You almost have to... I agree with the charity side of things. Guilt trip them in. (laughs) Guilt trip them in. Imagine (laughs) LeBron saying, no, I don't want to help I don't want to help
2: feed the Africans. (laughs) The the charity side of things, I reckon, should come into play, though. Like Imagine with LeBron saying, okay, a million dollars goes towards the LeBron James Foundation. Um, or for one of these guys for a million dollars to go back to their hometown or something along those lines. Money to the, a lot of these NBA blokes are, is really irrelevant. Um, but
0: yeah. but then, like, the idea of this is to draw people into the game because viewership has been down and things mm. of kind. Yeah, Is that going to entice people to watch? Like, diehard fans of the league are going to watch games regardless, but to bring in new fans... I think, like for me, and I think we spoke about this when we did our last mailbag maybe, I really think there needs to be some incentive in terms of whether it's draft compensation, greater lottery odds or you get a second round pick or something of the kind. I think it'll boost viewership and I think it'll boost actually like these superstars wanting to participate. Like, oh, if we
2: win, you know, we can help better our squad for next season or Mm. something. I'm with you. There has to be some sort of really... Um, enticing sort of incentive, incentive to actually get them over the line. I reckon it will take a fair bit though. Because. I'd love to see it happen from a fans perspective. Who wouldn't want to see sort of like We love games. In in you know, um, in season tournament sort of thing, but This um, is an obvi- this is an obvious
1: thing I'm about to say, but if you want more people to watch your games, stop making them so long with fouls and things.
0: Ah, my man, I'm so glad you brought up that point. (laughs) Unintentional segue. I (laughs) am very, very glad you brought up that point. Now, there's been quite a bit of talk during the week from the NBA Board of Governors that there'll be a vote later during the week, uh, during the month, should I say, that they're going to uh, kind of, I guess, debate the the coach's challenge. So uh, being the coach's challenge, being the lone method to review out-of-bounds plays with uh, under two minutes to go. So normally we see each play um, with under two minutes to go. They can be reviewed from the officials, Mm -hmm. which kind of adds quite a length of time to the game. So it's now only going to be able to be challenged on the coaches. Challenge. Right, yeah. I said challenge a lot during that little (laughs) phrase. So the coaches will solely have responsibility as opposed to every play under two minutes, which will be good because we've spoken about for so long that the
2: game's just run... That last five to ten minutes is just it ridiculous does. and it really deters people. Could could away. you imagine being a fan who is trying their very best to get into the NBA and maybe watching a game or two and the last sort of like five or so minutes dragging on for half an hour. It would be the, it would be incentive not to watch another game I reckon and for us guys who have been following the NBA for a long time, it's probably the main thing which deters us even yes. though we'll watch as many games as possible obviously but you know, when these last few minutes are going for 20, 25 minutes to half an hour, it's agonizing, it's beyond ridiculous, really. So, I'm glad they're sort of doing something about it to to quicken up the game. Excellent, lads. Do you have
1: anything else from odds and ends? I've got a few I could rattle through, but yeah. I feel inclined to get into our mailbag. Yeah, draft. I've got a few smalls, but they don't matter. My only one was Queen Cook went to Portland, and who cares? Not me. Really. <laughs> Health. He's good for team morale
2: He's good for getting a chip isn't he yeah. He
0: just he goes to where the chip, chip he does, Goes and he maybe Portland could be that team This year um, I'll just make uh, to my last note The Minnesota Timberwolves They've parted ways with President of Basketball Operations Gerson Rosa oh, yeah. um, So that comes in And they've promoted Sachin Gupta As the new head of basketball operations Right Now the Wolves are a team I've heard a lot about over the last few weeks That there's a bit of optimism about them and I know that's been the case for the last few years, but there's quite a few people that are feeling positive about that that core of Carl anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and in particular, Anthony Edwards. I, I'm just going to leave it at this for odds and ends, but do you guys mm. think, like, and we'll get into our predictions, as we said in the next couple of weeks, but how do you feel about the Wolves? Do you think they actually have potential there? Is
1: there something in that trio? I, well, I think as soon as Edwards came in, it gave them somewhat of a direction. I think before that it was a bit up in the air. Um. So, I, any team... <laughs> Nick's nearly just... No, no, don't you dare pause. Nick's just um, choked on his old side. Oh, he starting went down the I hope, Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, any oh, any team with... Any You're team, right, mate?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Any team with direction, I think, is a promising team. I did hear news in the week, actually, though, that Carl anthony Town supposedly uh, re- privately requested a trade and it got leaked. I don't think that happened. I think if- it got refuted, didn't it? Okay, if it mm-hmm. did, well, that's good. But I I think they're looking promising. I don't think they'll finish in the top eight this year by any means, but they've got a direction.
0: I'm not going to give it away. We've got a question, sorry, Riley, that ties yep. in with this. A little bit later on that we'll answer. But I think this is partly why the NBA is like, just head and shoulders above of every other sport and every other league. There's always, there's always rumours. There's always something going on, isn't it? There and is it's you, never quite. It's hard to kind of sift through what is fact and what is fiction. But absolutely, you just can't help but love the rumours and
2: the news that goes mm. with it. There's,
0: there's always, it's always exciting. Yeah. Um. Sorry, bro. Yep. I cut you off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to answer your question, which I think they're starting five. I actually really like the look of. But in terms of you know where they're going to finish at the end of the season. I think a lot of the better teams um, in the NBA have a fair bit of depth about them. And east and West now. East and east West. East and West. The East has really come along in the it last has, 12 months. Yep. It and is phenomenal. You musical. look at the Timberwolves, and after those few guys who are no doubt going to be really vital to how they go this year, I don't think it's going to be the be all and end all. Um, and I think they definitely need to recruit a few sort of role players and maybe even veterans to help them because, you know, two to three to, to, to even four good players isn't going to take you deep in the playoffs. No. And um, in the Timberwolves case, I reckon they need to build their depth to even make the playoffs in the first first um, case. So, yep. yeah, I think they... They're looking promising, but they've got a lot of work to do still. I reckon.
1: I I agree with you in saying you need depth over a couple of pieces of talent. But if you have raw top end talent, you can get there. Look at LeBron and the Cavs. Yep. Um, or like the Big Three in Miami. After Chris Bosh, they went down a big hill. Mm. The well, thing with got them is about
0: them though, don't they? They've got that Big Three, but then you add players like. Culver. Kogi Culver's gone to Memphis. Has he? Huh? Um, McDaniel's. Mm. There's there's a bit there to like about them. The thing with the
2: Timberwolves is I don't oh, think Pat Bev.
0: Pat, the bench is show. He there. Is he? Oh, yeah. Pat, Pat Bev is, is
2: there. He's a Minnesota Timberwolves, so look out. I don't necessarily think they're top end talent, with exception to probably Carl Anthony Towns when he's at his healthiest. Mm. Um, so I think they're really good players, and I think there will be exciting times throughout the year, but. Every every really good team in the NBA has depth to them, and I think they still need a fair bit. A bit to go. bit to go.
0: Okay. I'm looking forward to doing our season predictions, lads, and talking all about them then. Let's get into our mailbag segment. Before we do so, once again, I'll reiterate, guys, thank you so, so much for sending in all your questions. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We love answering any and all questions, basketball, non-basketball related. We, uh, we love it. We love it, and we love hearing from you guys. So... Thank you very much. Uh, let's get into it. Oh. Let's start with a question. It's it's kind of a similar question from two entities. Okay. So we'll, we'll do it as one question, but a big thank you to uh, Jeff and Jared Saves the World podcast. Okay. Yep. Absolutely hysterical, these lads on Instagram. Be sure to check them out. And Chris Sweek from the host, the host of the Depth of Darkside podcast, phenomenal podcast about mental health there. Uh, they both kind of asked the same question, who do you guys have winning it all this year? Who is going to take out the NBA title for this season? Oh,
2: I'll start with you, Ro. We don't want this mailbag to be, become too obvious, but I think there are a few really obvious sort of answers. Um, from the east, I think the Nets are looking in really good position. Um, they've recruited a few more really handy pieces over the offseason. Um, and the Bucks will be up there again, obviously. And then in the west, we've got... Obviously, the Lakers will be up there. I personally think the Clippers. Well, how about just- we do this?
0: Give, We'll do it. Give us a winner, your prediction, yep. and your dark horse. Oh,
2: dark horse. Okay. okay. Um, winner, because I don't want to drag this out too much, I think I will go with the Nets, and it's probably a safe pick and probably a boring pick, but I think that's just who my head and my heart is saying at the moment. Yep. Um, dark horse, I don't. I can't call them a dark horse because they finished so well in the regular season but they fell out quite early and that's the Utah Jazz. Mm. I think that there's a good chance that they'll have another good regular season next year um, and they might be able to yes. put it all together in the in the um, playoffs. Um so I don't know if you'd call that a dark horse. I call them a dark serious, horse. But yeah. I
0: would agree because I, I don't know if I can go with them but I've i kind of ridden low and I've ridden high with them on the yep. regular season. And they, they've been a phenomenal regular season team, yet mm, they, they just seem to falter every, every single time. time. And it's it's kind of like Philly.
1: I've, I'm have not able to put my trust in them anymore. But Philly, Clippers, I think it's certainly yeah. a dark horse pick for sure. Yep, mm-hmm. I'll go. Um, in terms of NBA teams to win the chip, I'm a man of probability. Um, I'm going on what's most probable, and it's most probable that the Nets will win it. And that's a fact, um, as in our debate we had the other week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're an executioner. It's a fact, but I don't think the Bucks will be far behind them. At oh, I think they'll be right on their tail. Wouldn't surprise me if they went back to back. In terms of a dark horse, give me the Atlanta Hawks. Way, hey, I, I like that. that. In saying that, they'd need the perfect run. Yeah, but they do have the pieces for it. No, definitely. I, I like that pick. I like that pick. I am going to say as my. <sighs>
0: Uh, NBA pick again. It's so hard. Do I lean on my head or my heart? Um, my head or my heart? Should I say? Is saying the Lakers. Lakers. No, I, I firmly believe they'll be right there at season end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say the Lakers, and that's partly just from what I've seen throughout the week. Yeah. Rumors or not, that um, Kyrie Irving Irving could potentially be um, a a trade candidate. Mm. So I'm going to say that I'm going to say the Lakers just based on that note. Um, and my like like dark horse, I'm going to say, I don't know if you can can, can consider them a dark horse. I'm going to say Denver.
2: Oh, I, so I think they're in the same boat, mm-hmm. sort of as, um, as Utah. Utah to a, to a certain extent.
0: And we're gonna we're gonna miss Jamal Murray for most of the season. But if he comes back for the postseason and he's looking like J- the Jamal Murray we saw last uh, last time out, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just re-signed Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr., expect expect him to take a jump as well. Got the reigning MVP. Mm. I think they're going to be right there. They will have learned from their matchup with the Suns this year. Uh, I can see them doing some damage
2: deep in the playoffs. Is it fair to say that any team, apart from the Nets, Bucks, Lakers, maybe even like Suns now, even Clippers would be dark horses. Would they be considered dark horses? Yeah, any, any other team. Because you've got the top Yeah. Top, you've got your top tier, don't you? You've got the top tier teams, and then you've got everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, a little part of me now wants to change and say the Knicks. The the Knicks. <laughs> the wow. We spoke before,
0: we went on air, it's Rowan. I'd completely forgotten that they'd signed Kevin Walker. They've got Evan yeah, Fournier. Evan Fournier. He had that to the most improved player in Julius Randle, Derek Rose, RJ Barrett. Quickly, I i don't i'm not going to say they're my dark horse pick but i think they'll be up there they're going to be fun to watch absolutely so thank you for that one guys really appreciate the question let's move ahead big thank you and shout out to concerts concerts that made us podcast we love all of our podcast friends. a the nice
2: little community brewing with. oh it's huge isn't
0: it um who asks if it wasn't basketball what sport would you cover
1: i know not rose answer
0: Well, let's go with you, Lee. Yeah, no, I'm thinking.
2: I'm thinking. thinking I'll go with mine. Um, Massive AFL fan, huge Australian rules footy fan. For the international viewers, yes, Um, it's on par with the NBA as my favourite sport. It's almost a religion in Australia. If you don't have an AFL team or if you don't follow the footy, um, and hold the front door. What, what, What day is it? it's well funny you say that nick it's mm. actually afl grand final day which is the equivalent of i guess super bowl, the super bowl the nba finals we are the tins here are we're on the tins here, aren't we're, we? we're on the tins, but, sweet tin music oh uh, it's it's incredible um so i would follow the I would, yeah i'm a huge afl fan and um, i would encourage any international listeners to to give it a watch because it's um it's really exciting Ro for all of our listeners out there who's your team if they're you know,
0: potentially looking to jump on board the AFL. I'm a Colton man myself,
2: yeah. but uh, who do you follow? Uh, Sydney Swans. Um, so, I don't know. if it, it, Every single person out there can have their own opinion, own opinion, own choice on who they decide to go with. But myself, a Sydney fan. Nick, you're a Colton fan. You've been through the dumps, really, it over the last... been a
0: horrible last couple of decades. It has, it has. Really? I,
2: so, don't know if I'd necessarily recommend hopping on board unless you... You want to be part of something that's... At the, you don't want to jump on the
1: bandwagon. You don't. So now's the it's time to become look. a blue bagger.
2: It's a bad look.
1: Excellent. Lee, yourself, uh, what sport is calling your name? Probably footy too, even though I don't watch it that much, but I grew up watching it. The blood as well, Swan's Boy. If not footy though, and I don't know jack jackal about the sport, but like boxing seems oh, very yeah. interesting, but I just don't know how much you could cover with boxing.
0: Yeah, would you tie that in? Do you, like you get into the UFC and...
1: Oh, I mean, Cam I like Ray. I like watching the highlights, but I'm not a diehard fan. A couple
0: of big fights coming up over the next few weeks in the boxing world as well. Mm. Uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, round three. God, we were absolutely when we went to Queensland, Ro and I. We you we were buzzing for this one. Oh, we we were was... watching all the highlights. The round, the second installment was the coming week, I believe. Yes, it was um, round three. What do you reckon, Wilder and Fury? We had a draw in their first matchup. Fury
2: absolutely pissed it in second round. Yep. Who have you got? I'm a big Tyson Fury fan, to be the honest The Gypsy with. King. I think so. I love how he's just like quite doughy. Like he's sort of like old Joker, he's but he gets the, the job. He's a people's champion, isn't he? Yeah, he gets the job done. So. He's um, yokes if he went down the boxing path. <laughs> if part. he went down the boxing <laughs> path. But um, yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. But so, um, Fury gets it for you? I reckon. What
1: about you? Le- is Tyson Fury the one that just got up? After yeah. he got knocked out. Well, yeah. It has to be him.
0: Yeah. I've got Tyson Fury making it the uh, putting to bed this uh, this this rivalry. I, I guess so. Uh, pretty convincingly, I think, Tyson Fury to take that one out. What about you, Nick, though? What sport? <sighs> Here we go. If I was to do a podcast, uh, like another podcast, a sports podcast, I reckon it would be a pretty generic sports podcast. I'm a huge sports fan of any and all college. You know, I've mm. found myself watching Korean women's volleyball <laughs> and men's <laughs> Hungarian basketball, any and everything, I'll, I will watch it. Um, but I, I'm a big, big fan of tennis. I love tennis. Yep, could have guessed it. But again, I don't know how much you could cover nah. on that or how much like in terms of actual game-by-game debriefs. Mm. Um, but likewise, AFL or, you know, I've played soccer for 18 years. I think it would have to be the uh, the world game for me. Mm. But likewise, AFL
2: would be a good pick as well. There were big NBA boys over there. But we're there, big so basketball we're fans, so we don't again. need to
0: worry about that. We're not going anywhere. The show goes on 247-365. <laughs> Next question, guys, from the Three Point Play podcast.
2: Another podcast. Oh, we love them. Oh. We love them all. How big is the community, just quickly? It's, uh, it's, it's massive. Growing. We're
0: in quite a lot of groups on Instagram. We, we are. are huge advocates of one another's podcasts, so it's mm, all going we well them. in that. So yeah, We appreciate all the support. And they asked... How do you feel about the possibility of outdoor games? I want to start. you go no, no, no,
2: please. okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the spectacle of outdoor games would be incredible. Um Where where I I don't I haven't heard too much about it. Where where Rucker would it be Park. happening? Rucker Park. Yeah. But then you'd have to take into account the like the fans getting there and, you know, are they all gonna be stacking onto the streets of New York? Like you just I'd love to see it happen. I just don't know how it realistically could happen, and I reckon they'd have to dedicate a, you know, a outdoor arena for every team, yeah, you know, for it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in your local PCY <laughs> So, um, I'll
1: tell you what: you have to take into account. What yeah. about the weather?
0: Ah, oh, my man, that's what I wrote down too. Chuck, some,
1: chuck some tarps on. What uh, about like 100%. any any gust of wind? Imagine a hailstorm
0: shooting down, and you're trying to pull up from uh, pull up from deep, and you know you've got a hailstorm that hitching the hitching the scone. But that would be but the it, novelty it of it, wouldn't it? It would. But I agree, the weather <laughs> is such a huge factor, rain, hail, or shine. Um, yeah, no. For me, I, I think like I agree with you. I think the weather is such a huge factor of it, and you can't just schedule your games when the weather's nice. Yeah, because you'll be you'll get four games in a season. or You whatever. just play
1: all your games in LA be sunny all year. Oh, there you go. Um, um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a little tournament maybe, but... Here you go. But- How's this? How about
0: All-Star Weekend, a 1v1
1: tournament, just to yeah, start cool. with? I actually You know, like you that. see
0: Dame Lillard face up against Steph Curry in a 1v1 first to 11 or something. A Bit of black top. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. How sick would that be instead?
2: I actually like that idea. And I think the spectacle, as I said before, would be incredible. Imagine yeah. watching a 1v1, you know, yeah, as you said, one of these... You know, two the of these super stuffy places. Yeah, it really is. So, I, I, I
0: don't know. In terms of the actual games outside, I don't know about it or see how it would actually work. work. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you kind of see for NBA games, you got stadiums. You're getting, you know, tens to thousands of people in through the door. I just don't know how it's going to work on the outdoor setting. I agree. The logistics and, of it
2: seems pretty tough. It's a cool idea, though. Mm. Yeah,
0: it is a cool idea. So we appreciate that question. Let's move ahead. Oh, we've got all the podcasts today, all the podcasts. Um, From our friends over at the Pineapple Pizza Podcast, if you're into mythology, into things like that, you know, (laughs) your Norse gods, anything of the kind, they are the one-stop shop. Yep. Um, So they asked, what is it about basketball that speaks to you?
2: (sighs) What has drawn you in? What speaks to you about the game? It's one of those questions that seems simple on the surface, but <laughs> when you look into it, quite <laughs> difficult to answer. It's like, what's the meaning of life? It should be quite simple, but at the oh, end of the day, do it's you know the answer. Not- Let me know.
1: Hit me up. I can tell you right off the dome. I, I didn't write any notes for this, but I've got something that, like, is just I'm thinking of now. They advertise all their players so well, opposed to other sports as well. Like, you feel a real connection with every mm. player. But like uh-huh. you care where they're getting traded to. You care how they're playing. That's probably what draws
2: me in, the pl- the players themselves. That, I like that answer, actually. Um, for me, it's probably – it's just the – it sounds generic, but it's just the excitement of the sport. Like mm-hmm. when you're just watching it with a couple of mates and, um, you know, it might be a really close game or, you know, there might be a few real, real highlight plays throughout the match and – I just think it's a really enticing, exciting sport. Yeah. Particularly for those who haven't who haven't ventured into basketball so far, it's a really exciting sport to watch. But I, I agree with Lee in the fact that you know you make connections to teams, you make connections to players, and probably over here you probably make connections to players even more than teams. Mm, yeah. Um, Lee said on multiple occasions that you don't have that pride no. associated with the team because you LA don't represent yeah you don't necessarily <laughs> don't necessarily live over there and you, yep. you don't have that pride even though you'd like them to win so i think it's nice being a part of something and being connected to something can um oh it's it's one of the best sports in the world if not the best they have it i think for me i am hugely in agreement with what you said
0: about the pure intensity of the game mm-hmm. um and the actual excitement is what draws me in i think you know, I'm. I play it and I love it, the sport dearly. But soccer, you know, a lot of people get upset. You can play a 90 minute game, and the score can finish nil all. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a single score in a whole hour and a half of football. Yet in basketball, the end, the just the energy, the excitement, the scoring it is frenetic. It is is non-stop. Mm-hmm. and more so in recent years with the introduction of people jacking up threes, like they're going out of fashion. So yeah. it is purely just excitement nonstop. Baseball is slow and boring. <laughs> It is. You know, yeah, it like is. the NFL, I don't mind at all. I'm getting into it more and more. But again, there's just breaks in play so often. But the NBA is such a just a frenetic game, um, and as well, the actual history of it, mm-hmm. the actual history of the league. I think I think it's got one of the best histories in regards to you know we've seen the era of Michael Jordan reign supreme. You go back further, you see Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, True. the the uh, the Bulls dynasties, the Celtics and Lakers during the eighties. I think it has one of the richest, deepest histories. Agree. And you can kind of look back on that on the, in the history, mm. uh, the present, and you can see the future as well. I think it kind of marries in well together, mm. whereas other sports, you know, it's not, you know, say tennis, I'll take it to tennis. <laughs> you know, uh, I know I love tennis, but the history is not as strong. Mm. Like at the present, you've got the greats, Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, Going back in history, you've got a couple of strong players like Pat Rafter, etc. Mm. But it's like when you think of the NBA, it's really deep, the roots. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what makes it such an enticing league as well. And
1: there's no other game, and I've been thinking about this while you, you were talking. Sorry, well, I was Nick. rambling. Sorry, <laughs> Nick, but uh, there's no other game that has as many highlights and yep. highlights that make you react the way you do to basketball Amen. highlights. Amen. Dunks, the, the threes. Like, there's no other sport. It's an excitement machine, isn't it? We love yes. it. We love the sport.
0: Um, okay. I uh, said we'd mention our main man, Apex Fraser, mm. Caleb, before. <laughs> He's got a couple of questions here. Okay. okay. Interesting. So, I might start with the non-basketball one first. Right, yeah. Apples or oranges? Who you got? What's your
2: if your, your preferred fruit out of the two? It's, it's a good question, and it's one that we don't... Give nearly enough thought to it. Exactly. Reckon. That's why we need to answer it, isn't it? Um, it's very much mood. It's uh, what am Oh I, yeah, I don't. I'll, have, mine's I'll I'll take it. I'm easy. Yeah. Mine's apples. Is it? Yeah? I don't okay. like getting old juices on me.
1: Oh. <laughs> you never played local <laughs> sport though. If you? Oh, I did. I played soccer. But bring out the uh, the cut oranges out, at half hour. Bring down. out the cut yeah. oranges. It was good. It's nostalgic.
0: <laughs> well, for me, I I love oranges. Yeah, I love apples. But the thing that gets the apples over the line yep. is if it's a pink lady apple. No. That really red flesh, just pure white scented, the crunch, the taste. You're an apple sells efficient. Sells me. Right? Sells me on it. No, Easy it's money. Granny Smith, the green Granny Mate, Smith. That's a, I love Granny Smith, but it's a cooking apple. No. It's actually a cooking apple. <laughs> the chefs are coming what out for Nick. cooking.
2: I um, I'm I think I'm going apple for the simple fact of um, there's far more variety mm. with apples we're gonna put a poll up during the week.
0: Apples are oranges. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. We're gonna put it up. We might put it up later this evening,
1: once the episode's up. I'm I'm interested to see what our listeners think. If we're going in depth about it, it's not how apple is better. Apples are better. It's about how oranges are worse. They're sticky when you eat them. <laughs> and and don't forget the fact remember how much like rind you get in between your teeth when you eat the orange? It's just a well, what, what's experience, your though. we'll, we'll kinda of segue off that question. What's your favourite fruit then? Uh, favourite fruit, banana. Oh,
0: yuck. Basic bitch. No, it's it's, 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 it's reliable.
2: Old. It's your Get it, your potassium in. It's your 30-point player every night sort of thing. You know <laughs> what you're getting. Probably grapes. I love a good grape. Grapes. Only comes out when the weather permits it <laughs> yeah. to. I love the
0: stone fruits, like peaches, nectarines, apricots. Big fan of them. So you're was, unique. Yeah. Uh, think outside the box. <laughs> Excellent. Well, following on from that question from Caleb, he asked the question as well. This one better be as thought-provoking as the last one. Uh, oh, I think so. Uh, which player do you think will have a Chris Paul-like impact on their new team? Uh, he he tends to think Kyle Lowry will help Bam's development, mm. um, which I really like. I think that's a great I like kind of well. match-up there. So um, I might start with this one. Now, I've jotted down new signing for the New Orleans Pelicans, Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, JV, yeah. And I, I think like we're as... Caleb's gone the uh, the kind of route of it being Lowry helping Bam. Mm. I think it'll be big JV helping the entire Pelican squad. Um, I think he's going to – like, he plays with a real purpose, a real toughness and, and intensity that they've been lacking a little bit. Absolutely. And I think he'll kind of be the linchpin that brings their potential together. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see – just with that ability a little more to stretch the floor, I think we'll see better production from Zion, as amazing as he was – I think we'll see better shooting and more integration of Brandon Ingram. Um, I think he's really going to be a key
2: cog in helping them gel together better. I like it. Um, You know, mine might be another obvious answer, but I really like DeMar DeRozan at the Bulls. Mm. Yes. I think think, um, they were very heavily reliant on Zach Levine to be their main scorer on any given night um, in the past few seasons. But... Tomato Rosen, he's shown over the course of his career that he can be a, you know, 25-point-a-game player. And I reckon just having a bit more offensive variety for the Chicago Bulls will be really invaluable. Um I've said before I don't think he's going to be the difference between them going all the way to win the championship or anything like that. Thankfully, because it
0: would have handed me a win in our latest yeah. uh, debate segment.
2: I, I think they will certainly improve though with with the inclusion of Demar Derozan, and it's in- interesting to see if um Lonzo is another one of those players who can you know provide that sort of impact. Not that Chris Paul had because he's not the player that Chris Paul is, but you know having a really good. Facilitator on your team, yeah. um, with with an upside. I guess it's it's going to be interesting. But Demar the idea Demar in that leadership kind of role. Who's
0: going to actually play with that just unadulterated intensity? Because Absolutely. he has come close in the past to getting the chip. He's seen his best mate and running power, Kyle Lowry, get there in Toronto. That would so hurt. he uh, would hurt. And so I reckon he's going to commit. Everything to it, and I don't think that's something I should have something I should have touched on when I made my case. But mm-hmm. it really is probably his best opportunity at a title since leaving the Raptors. Like the Spurs were never in with a chance. No, um, but the Bulls have the players and capabilities to just shake things up a little bit. I agree. Um,
1: leave from yourself. I think I, I think Caleb has hit it on the head with um with uh, Larry. Heat, with Larry at the Heat. If I was to go with my own. And I, I'd, I'd choose Larry at the heat, but maybe like Kemba at next.
2: Yeah, if you can stay healthy, I guess he, he could be at. Well, I think the partnership
0: in terms of the the kind of same development he mentioned about uh, what Chris Paul did. Mm. Um, I think what Kemba could do for quickly. Yeah, just exactly. nurturing that young point guard and mm. helping kind of harness his skill set. Mm. Uh, we've seen, you know, his just ability to come on and just show no fear, jacking up from three and playing. Like it's his last day on earth. Um, but I yep. think Kemba maybe with his little bit more experience will be able to uh, to kind of harness that a little bit better. Mm. Good one. I Actually, like that double
2: prong
0: question. I like it too. Great question there from Caleb. Uh, we'll move ahead to our final question coming from Corey James. Mm-hmm. Cosa James Instagram. Thank you, my man, for sending this one in. Who do you think is the next Australian to explode on the international stage? Whether it's NBA,
2: Euro, um, so is this someone who hasn't made the NBA or the Euro League yet? know yeah. no. Can
1: we say they have? Because I don't. I, I, I feel bad in saying that I haven't delved deep into NBL. Well, I might take this one first. Oh, uh, you going with Double D. Uh, ah, coming, Double well, D. I've jotted down two, and okay. it is a name I've
0: mentioned in the in the past. Yep. you've absolutely hit the nail on the head, row. Dyson Daniels, eighteen years old, six foot six, shooting guard. He's just signed with the G League Ignite team. I, As I revved up Josh Giddy and, you know, <laughs> look how that came to fruition. He's going to bowl out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm 100% on board. I think Daniels is my next pick. He's going to be mm-hmm. great. He's got such a well-rounded game with his um, ability to slither inside and get in the paint and score. Uh, yeah. Likewise, he's got a little more ability outside from three as well. Um, I think, you know, this year as part of that Ignite team, I think his development is going to come along in leaps and bounds. I think when he makes that transition into the NBA, he's going to be really someone to watch out for Mm. and hopefully and certainly expect him well and truly in the lottery picks. Uh, My other pick, though, is from the NBL, a 20-year-old guard from the Perth Wildcat, Luke Travers. This guy is an absolutely defensive weapon. Really? Uh, we saw him just become more integrated into the squad this year, in particular when Bryce Cotton went down. Um, He's shown some scoring flashes, but what he brings on the defensive end and just his tenacity, his heart, and the way he plays the game is just phenomenal to watch. Um, and I certainly expect him to, ha- to have a lot more to say this season. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of showed enough that his minutes are going to increase drastically this year.
2: Um so he's certainly a player I'll be watching out for in the forthcoming season. I have to keep an eye out for him. I, I'll be honest, when you first mentioned Double D, Dyson Daniels mm. all those months ago, I looked into him and I can see every bit of the reason why you hyped him up so much because he looks like he'll come into the NBA and he'll be comfortable as soon as he makes that transition and into the NBA. So I guess from my perspective he's the he's the obvious answer. I guess if we were changing the question slightly to who, who's in the NBA currently but hasn't necessarily exploded, there could be a few guys who come to mind, one of which being uh, Joshy yeah. Giddy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't guess um, Another being, and this is a controversial one because he's already he's already sort of made a bit of a name for himself, but I think Matisse Thibel, yeah. um, from a defensive perspective, is going to, um, you know, keep improving he's already really good defensively and offensively I guess he's got a little bit of work to do but I reckon he's a guy who could easily over the next five years be in contention for a defensive player of the year a bit of a Swiss army knife isn't he he's kind of so multi-purpose
0: like in the Olympics just his ability that kind of players left him out in the corner and just
2: to knock down from three that Ability on the defensive end as well. He's a really well-rounded player. He got no respect in the Olympics, did he? People just thought he was some bum that we picked Likewise, up. Likewise, Dante Exum. Dante Exum. Yep. Another Aussie boy who mm. could potentially, to be honest, I reckon it's a last
0: chance saloon for him in the uh-huh. NBA. He's had chances, hasn't um, he? But what he showed in the Olympics, I think he's
1: one to watch out for on the Rockets and should get some opportunity. I'll tell you someone. I'm going to go the opposite direction. Sorry, I've just diverted from your question, but I'm going to bring some hate on an Aussie. I don't like doing this too often Wait a minute I don't you
0: completely flip the question. I don't like what doing this too about?
1: often. My mind's scrambling. Who could it be going to? It's a name he's got it in the name, it's Ozzy Baines. And Baines big boy Baines. As Baines. And it's purely because last year I had Chris Boucher in my fantasy team. I mean, <laughs> oh, brought it back no. to the fans. He doesn't hold grudges, this guy. Chris Boucher, every minute he played, he'd play outstanding, but for some reason Nick Nurse would start Aussie Baines and play him for about two thirds of the game. <laughs> three quarters if not. Oh that's um, out of his and you traded him to me. Yeah, I know, but I got a big package back. But um yeah, Aussie <laughs> Baines, do better. So, in in terms of a positive, who's your Aussie? Who's gonna? Lie um, yeah, like out? I said, I don't delve too deep into the NBA. I will, I will once. I was uh, about to say. we start.
0: so I guess a tying question. Then I guess you've kind of mm. somewhat. We'll say you've we'll say you've answered that one. Mm. Are you guys gonna be like? I know for myself, the NBA. I've really gotten into, mm. and like it's such an exciting league. I've, I was just. Just blown away every game I watch this year. It's awesome to watch. Are you guys gonna get a lot more into it, do you think, with the
2: introduction of the jack jumpers? Oh, I think it's just natural. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us to be given a team, it sort of just gives us that bit more incentive to you yeah, know incentive when you're chugging back beers with the boys in the game, <laughs> won't it? It's, it's gonna be great. Travel, on tour. travel fifteen minutes down the highway and we're we're at the um what's the uh, sorry. The my that's State bad. Bank Arena. My State Bank Arena, sorry, slipped my mind there. <laughs> but um Yeah, no, it's going to be really exciting. I think, yeah, it gives us a bit more reason to get involved with the NBL. And And a tidy
0: squad we've assembled as well. (laughs) We're looking
2: quite handy, aren't we, at the moment? It's going Um, to be a fascinating year this year, I think. There's a lot of teams
0: and a lot of players who, not only for us, um, but a lot of other, I guess, basketball fans might become fans of the NBL. They saw players like during the Olympics, Nathan Sobey lighted up, Mm. um, you know, who else did we have? We, we had every Tom Dick and Chris Goulding Chris lighted Chris Aussie Baines, Aussie Baines Baines Baines. light it up. Not Ozzy Baines. Not Ozzy Baines. Well, Jock Landale now in the NBA. Yeah. But there's there's a lot to like, not only for the NBL, but Australian basketball, I think. Uh, what they displayed at the Olympics is certainly very positive moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, we'll see in the next couple of years, those players like Giddy, Dyson Daniels, a few of these young stars kind of take up that mantle as
2: players like Paddy Mills, Joe Ingles start to fade out so. so so we had giddy watch throughout the entirety of last season all this current season should i say yes does that mean that giddy watch is full time every year it's no it's going to be only increasing. <laughs> i reckon a dedicated <laughs> so, segment does that mean that dd watch is going to be our new i guess recurring segment on the show i think so i'll be absolutely
0: keeping heavy tabs on him okay. um likewise as i did with giddy i Nothing fills me with more pride than jumping in early and seeing them explode. Um, so I'll be certainly paying very close attention to what he does. Oh, it rolls off the tongue, though, doesn't it, his name? Dyson, Dyson Daniels. Daniels. You can just see it happening. Come yeah. the in the, 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 the <laughs> Dyson, the Hoover. He doesn't suck, though, this guy. He's no, there you go. You, look, you've already created a marketing <laughs> campaign for him. But Took yes, no, certainly looking forward to that. Guys, that wraps up all of our questions. A big thank you to everyone that sent yeah. questions in. We really, really appreciate it uh, sincerely. Um, and we love doing these episodes. We've certainly, um, you know, it's the first time we have in the new studio, first time we've been able to have a beverage in a little while.
2: Um, so it's been an absolute treat today. Oh, it's been great. How have you guys felt in the new digs? Oh, it's been really nice. Um, we've got a bit of new equipment and obviously, as I said, video content probably in the next... Well, I guess in the next month or so, which is really exciting. But well, lads, can I just say there's less than a month till the NBA season starts. It's unbelievable. How quickly has that gone? I know there's still a month, but seriously.
0: So here we go on the air. We love nothing more than kind of sharing our plans for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but I think we're uh, we're just about getting into the start of giving our season prediction. have to. East and West Conference. And they're, they're sure to spark quite a lot of debate, I would imagine. I think so. And especially this season, given... Well, how many ways it could go? There's a lot of teams that are interchangeable
2: in positions. So I think that's uh, certainly on the horizon. Oh, it's, oh, I can't wait for it. And Big also, we've mentioned on previous episodes but our fantasy draft that we will <laughs> no doubt get sorted in the next few weeks. Ah, if you're, you're looking th- to um, be a part of that, reach out to us and we'll save you a spot on the, um, on the roster. On the roster but Limited
1: um, spots. We don't want to end up with... Players the caliber of Brian Scalabrini on our team. No, so I wouldn't you, know we don't want heaps, but get that's why we say get in now.
0: If you think you're you, you think you can outdraft, just give it your best crack. Us, uh, no hate on uh, any of our listeners who were in our draft last year, but us three daily dribble boys, I think we finished as the top three. We did with me on top. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> but well done to it you, yes yeah, for me. Guys, we'd love to have you in our league. We're certainly looking forward to that. Um, big things coming up. Awesome to be in the new spotter. Once again, a big congratulations to you both Mm -hmm. um, being in the new digs. Thanks, Nick. Lee, try not to get in too many fights this week, you bad, bad boy you. (laughs) Um, And we'll be back next week with another huge instalment. I would anticipate we'll be doing our Eastern Conference grading, uh, not grading, should I say, our predictions. Um, So we look forward to doing that with you then. Oh, exciting times. Excellent. Till then, guys, take it easy. Have a good week. Enjoy the, the new episode in the new spot, the new recording. <laughs> in the, with the new stew. With the new studio and the new microphone, just okay. quickly, bro, What an absolute contraption this is. It is. It's this a bit, bit more a official big than,
2: than our old little tripod thing. But... <laughs> Us and Bradley Bill, hey, the real the real deal Bill. <laughs> I reckon. But, um, yeah, no, we're, we're settling into the new stew quite well.
0: Excellent, guys. We will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.